The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Come on. This is the second week of energy. Welcome to everybody to Podcast Beyond, episode 426. Unless that's the number we did last week. Nope, I checked. You checked? I did it. That's so much preparation. We did so much prep work for this show. I did a lot of prep Never work. Never goes yeah. off the rail. <laughs> Welcome to Podcast Beyond. I'm Max Scoville. Joining me, Marty Sleeve. I am so happy to be back, Max. Alana Pierce. Hey. And uh, uh, Brian the Delinquent <laughs> Aldondo. Brian Aldondo here. <laughs> Brett, Brett. Barp, barp. Barp, barp. What's up, guys? You guys went to CES. We're back. Yeah. Consumer Electronics Show of America. The Ameri- the world's largest habitat for weird curved TVs. And- yep. That is a that is just an awful little thing. Just yeah. Vegas is an awful little thing as a whole. But CES yeah. is a very, very weird show. This is my fourth in a row. Did it you was see your play- guys' first. Yes. It is the weirdest show to cover. Did you yeah. see the PlayStation 5 up close and personal? Yeah, we took it's it. Yeah, the, we met the, the PlayStation the 6. The new double Vita? Yeah. Mm. So well, we Vita that folds Vita. open and there's just two Vitas there's on top of each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but like there, it's kind of a weird show that I've I've gathered kind of from a distance. I've never actually been, but I've known a lot of people who've gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really a show for gaming, but you can find you can find some stuff there. Yeah. It look really hot. Yeah. There's a lot so, of TVs and phone cases and headphones and just tons of marketing that looks identical and like these posters of women holding dogs and it's like listen better I'm like i have no idea what <laughs> yeah. you're trying to sell <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's kind of amazing the theme of ces is just like what the hell is that thing yeah like that's that's what ces should be called is what the hell is that thing so there's stuff around gaming like there's televisions and headphones mm-hmm. and, and we did a lot of vr a lot stuff of cool yeah. TVs. yeah controllers vr was obviously a huge yes. thing there even if we, we still don't know how big it's going to be in real life uh everything seems bigger than it is in the fake reality of a trade show in mm-hmm. las vegas yeah but uh, yeah, we got the Oculus price the, the basically the moment the show started. So yeah. that kind of set the tone. That, that six hundred big round American dundles. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and we were uh, sort of expecting that PSVR might also have a bigger splash at the show, yeah. uh, and it didn't. Like they had some demos, but it was demos we'd already seen. They had Until Dawn, Russia Blood, yep. and they had the uh, Getaway Heist demos on Playroom. But uh, and you were you were saying a lot that Sony's been kind of doing this strategy the last few years, which is very smart. Which is this kind of like wait and see. It's like watch sure. the yeah. watch the frog jump into the boiling hot pot of water. Yeah, or whatever I mean they got so they got so yeah. burned with the PS3 yeah. by doing that six hundred dollar crab fest. Five hundred ninety nine US dollars. I definitely think they waited. To hear other people's prices yeah. before yeah. picking PSVR. Yeah, which they, I mean, they did that with the PS4 and yeah. with Xbox One, and I think they're doing it again now. But I, I think sooner rather than later, probably GDC, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll learn more about um, PSVR. Although I've been saying that for like the last four conferences, so I wonder yeah, same <laughs> actually. I'm like, oh, it's going to be this one, surely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but we're going to get in some uh, some very specific VR talk later. Good. I'm yeah. glad that it won't be weird and uncomfortable. No, it's definitely be weird and uncomfortable. Jealous to not be there. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What does the note say on this piece of paper? Uh, Andrew has a bunch of newsy garbage to do, so Alana's taking his place to talk about CES and definitely dogs or some swear word. Yeah, so okay. you guys want to chat about dogs? No. Yeah, so no. you guys saw dogs at the uh, con- convention? I don't even know if we saw some robo dogs. dogs. Oh, no, we did. Yeah, you see literally did a video with a dog. You interviewed a dog. <laughs> you interviewed like, a do- there weren't really many dogs in Vegas. A gamer dog? Yeah, a big old gamer dog. We uh, did meet a gamer dog. Yeah. Yeah, we did an interview w- about a video game console for dogs. Mm-hmm. Which they also got cats 
to use, which is basically a new console war. Apparently, there's no fanboys in the in the Animal Kingdom. They just fan pups. Fan, I mean, I feel like fan, it's, fan animals. It's it's the idea of that console, which is like something like three hundred dollars. It's pretty expensive. Yeah. Is that you entertain your pets while you're away from the house? Yep. Cats don't really have that problem. And they that don't, like tear up backyards is right. when human beings go extinct from being useless. Yeah. Because no one needs that. Yeah. It's true. But CS was a show. Uh, we did something like 35, 40 videos. Uh, and it was mostly, uh, some of them were really serious, and the most of it was trying to find weird things. Mm. And I think we did a pretty good job of that. So check some of those out. Cool. Um, so last week we sort of did this weird show where we didn't really have much to talk about because we were just, just starting out the new year and everyone's kind of just you know, waking up from cryosleep. Uh, and there was no big news yet. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any, any 2016 predictions? We haven't sure. really touched on that. Um, yeah. I saw you writing on your back your yeah, paper Yeah, so each, each one of us came up with three uh, at the behest of Marty, who said, <laughs> actually think about these. Don't just BS in the room. Uh, I did a little <laughs> of both. Yeah. So anyway, here's a bold one I'm going to write out the gate. Uh, PS4 will outsell Xbox One in the U.S. for the first six months of 2016. Now, PS4 <laughs> outsold Xbox One for most of 2015, but I was looking at the sort of release calendar for both of these systems, and I think that PS4 is kind of in the lead with this for the first quarter or two quarters or I mean, halves. For releases? Yeah, for releases. It's kind of it's kind of it's another quiet out, yeah. time for Xbox One. I mean, Uncharted. Yeah. I yeah. mean, so yeah, we have Uncharted in April. Yep. Uh, we also have Quantum Break in April, so that's sort of a. I mean, Uncharted is going to be bigger than Quantum Break. Uh, I, am I correct in, in saying that I read something that said that this is going to be the last Uncharted game that Naughty Dog make? I feel like they they had a quote about sort of how this is the definitive end of Nathan Drake's yeah. So it wasn't character. Arc. They kind of said it'll be hard to do more Uncharted's with Nathan Drake after this game, which kind of implied that... So there are going to be more Uncharted. Yeah. Either he there dies will undoubtedly or he gets, he gets hurt real bad. Not necessarily. I would like bug. it if it was the last one, but... Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, I don't know. I would like it if it was the last one, too. I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. I, I, it's one of the reasons I love The Last of Us so much was because they just went in a complete diagonal from everything they'd been doing the last few years I wouldn't that. object to A Last of Us 2 not having the same protagonist. I am 100% with you they on that. They made more nope. games in that specific yeah. universe. That would be awesome. Also, like, have, just have it, like, what's going on in Europe at the time? Yeah. Like, what's going on in Asia at the yeah, time? Yeah, no, I love the idea of taking yeah, a tragedy like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like mind that if they and, Assassin's Creed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and moving the needle. I mean, it's what the... Uh, uh, what was the 30 days uh, stupid zombie 28 movie. days later 28 days later I don't know why mm. I said 30 uh, but they moved the needle <laughs> around on, the, on those a lot even with Fear the Walking Dead which I don't think works at all no, it's, it's a good idea yeah. 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 to sort of pull back a little bit uh, number two Chewbacca will come to Star Wars Battlefront by March 1st as a playable hero wow that's yeah. very specific that is very specific I, yeah I, I totally think that they're, they've been teasing hero stuff for a while and yeah. we know that new ones are coming and they're, they, they said over Christmas break that they are not doing any Force Awakens stuff which a lot of people were bummed out about I'm kind of in the middle on it uh, I have a feeling that that's sort of a Disney thing I think Disney's kind mm-hmm. of being careful with where they put those characters right now that being said if you're going to mine from anything the original trilogy pretty good place to start mm-hmm. uh, I mean, but that, that does narrow down the same as that you know outrage with Ray not being in the Monopoly Possibly. It could yep. be similar that maybe Disney are trying to control how much Force Awakens stuff gets into Who knows? Because they also put Finn and Kylo Ren in that Monopoly. So oh, um, Kylo Ren as well? I knew Finn yeah. was. Damn, okay. Well, they, they called that, their excuse out of that one was, and this was is a definitive, well. yeah, it's a Star Wars Monopoly, not Force Awakens. And this is called Star Wars mm-hmm. Battlefront. And I think like in terms of original trilogy planets, like we haven't seen anything on the Death Star. Like It'd be cool to have trench run stuff or even just like shootouts in sort, some sort of area that they built. It'd be really cool. Um, Endor would be super weird, like shoehorn a fake war that happened on Endor, like the the rescue of Yoda or whatever, to make something up. But in terms of heroes, uh, you really only have on the good side. Do you you mean have Dagobah. That's what I meant, Dagobah. I'm sorry. Um, w- on the hero side, you only really have Obi Wan and Chewbacca and like a couple other good guys that haven't been put in that game mm-hmm. yet. And on the bad guy side, you have all the bounty hunters, which I think would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to do. You want Dangar? I want, Dan- I want Dengar in that game so bad. Yeah. So bad, it hurts. And it's cool because you've never really seen him fight in any of the movies. So they'll just a, make up stuff for him. He's a big, fat, dumb, homeless mummy. Fight his own hideous hangover. Yeah, I know. You Why see, are you uh, thinking much first? Uh, because they it's they are totally slacking on how soon they need to get this DLC mm-hmm. out. And they need to get an announcement out, I think, by the end of this month. Because a bunch of people bought this season pass, and the only thing we've gotten out of DLC-wise has been Jakku, which yeah. was a free. Which was a, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That yeah. was, that was a pre-order bonus. That so, was everybody. Yeah, Max and I bought the season pass, and I fought on this show for why it was a good idea, even though I very well knew it probably wasn't. And uh, I'd like to maybe have my $50 justified in some capacity. That no, seems fair. Yeah. Okay. Number three, we will get concept art or title... Very early stuff, or even just a, a theme for Kojima's new game by summer. 
Interesting. Now, they just formed that studio. I don't see this happening anytime soon. I don't see us getting gameplay footage or anything outlandish like that. But uh, sort of a character design or... Uh, I was like, wait, summer? So December next year? And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, different hemisphere. Yeah. <laughs> wow. what, June is summer here? Wait, yes. where is summer in... It's the opposite. opposite. It's December. She moved here from summer. It would be summer right now in Australia. That's why she's oh. always wearing a jacket. <laughs> wow. Yep. Okay, I should have known that, but I didn't because I didn't pay attention to Can any of that Can someone not believe me one time? Was really? Like, yeah, it's currently Okay, so Kojima's winter. new game. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think a title is a very good, very so, good bet there. Yeah. Uh, Andrew and I are going to go, we're going back to that awful little city called Las Vegas in three weeks for uh, DICE, which is sort of this uh, summit of developers and publishers and really amazing right. people in the industry that somehow they allow a couple press people to go to. Um, and Kojima is being given the Lifetime Achievement Award by mm. Guillermo del Toro, and they're going to have this giant, like, hour-long sort of like fire. He's giving chat. him a, a small okay. Norman Reedus statue. He's just a little. It's a little boy who got stuck in a hallway and couldn't get out because he might have killed his wife or someone else killed someone's <laughs> wife. He's going to give him a, a commemorative photograph of J.J. Abrams that's been <laughs> autographed by Norman Reedus. Yeah, and he's going to be like, "Here you go," and then Kojima's going to sign it, and then del Toro's <laughs> going to sign it, and then they're going to hold hands. Yeah, um, so meta. Yeah, I don't know. This was uh, a couple years ago. Uh, uh, J.J. Abrams and uh, Gabe Newell did the same thing, and that's where they announced their partnership and that th- that Portal movie that came out, that Half-Life oh, movie yeah. that yeah, came we, out. We talked about right. this last yeah. week a little bit. Those movies uh, were incredible. Those really are some of my thing. favorite movies of 2015. Yeah, I, um, I remember waiting in line. I was playing Bioshock Vita for like three or four hours just waiting <laughs> yeah. for that movie to come out. It was yeah, great. it was lovely. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll drop something there. Maybe Kojima well, will get real liquor. I see a Kojima thing happening at E3 at the very least. Yeah, It's going to be something, and he... In, in the interview that we did, I don't think he alluded to a genre, but when asked no. about stealth action, he sort of had an awkward laugh in response. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm taking that as confirmation, it's, but it's, it could be anything. Would you say that he, he uh, gave a stealth action with his coy laughter? Very stealth action laughter is an action, and is his a, uh, an exclamation part, a point actually yeah. Yeah, yep. formed above his head. Uh, I it's super early for all this stuff. Obviously, this this studio is just being formed. They're probably just bringing in the kind of creative people. I think at this of all the predictions I said, that's the one that's totally jumping the gun the most. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could totally see that during the Sony conference, like just as much as like we had that little Shenmue teaser for a game that's not going to come out for nine years. Yeah, like, yeah. we could totally see something. That's yeah. kind of what I'm expecting. Even like Beyond Good and Evil Two. Yeah. How long ago was that? Now. Yep. The Lost Guardian. Sad. God. Yeah. Yeah. Lost Guardian's kind of real though. Well, that's at least good. it's coming. Yeah. Alana, do you have any cool cool predicts? I'm thinking that we're going to get. Uh, <laughs> I shortened the word predictions and it sounded pretty. It sounded hard. Just roll right through it, guys. Go roll right through it. It's fine. Um, it's fine. I think there's going to be an Until Dawn 2. I feel like that's probably going to be announced sooner than we think it is. Like, yeah. So, separately from the VR experience? Totally. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I almost feel like to redeem the VR experience, which I don't think is going to be very good. <laughs> yeah. So, I think they're going to announce it Until Dawn 2. Um, yeah, I would I love I was going to say something about Kojima as well. Yeah. It's going to be one of mine. And then the last one is yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping for a price to PSVR soon. Yeah. Like by summer? That would be nice. They kinda, I mean, winner. So they're going to announce the price uh, a year after everyone buys it, and yeah. which is really crazy. It's going <laughs> to yeah. break a lot of economies. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, well, you I can mean, take it home from the store, and then they just they, they it it's bill me later. later. It, yeah. it blinds you if you haven't paid for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's sort of. I have a PSVR. To, uh, I think that it's at GDC. They're going to announce that it's going to be four hundred, and it's going to come bundled with No Man's Sky. Yes, and I, I think I totally it'll be out. And I think it'll be out. Uh, that would be a huge move. And I, I think it's going to come out right but... at the beginning of June. I think it'll come out right before E3. Damn. Wow. Yeah. So that's yeah, a, I love that. That's a single real deep, real deep little I prediction. I feel like you know maybe they are even waiting for No Man's Sky before they release it. That could be something they're doing. Mm-hmm. Is sitting on No Man's Sky because they need a really strong release title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've heard this has more already. Yeah, I've heard from from a couple of developers, and I don't I take it with a grain of salt that uh, PSVR was done a couple months ago. And that uh, the reason they didn't pull the trigger on it for the fall, be- I mean, Sony had a very weak first-party fall lineup, right? Especially compared to Microsoft, obviously it didn't matter. Um, but the, they they sort of slotted in that PSVR was going to be ready then, and they just didn't have the software to back it up. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and so that's I've heard from a couple of people that that's sort of why it's. Uh, been held off on. Which, I don't know if that's true or not. Which is smart, right? Like I think like if you launch that thing uh, with tons of software but also like tons of playable demos, you're mm-hmm. gonna get people to like go out and get them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Demos are always a good thing, but they like they launched the PS4 with just a, a handful of first party games. Um, and it wasn't really enough, honestly. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah, it sold well, and we've talked about how Knack outsold Mario 3D World, even though it's an infinitely really? worse game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my oh, yeah. god. Yeah. It's also there's no god, so that's why. <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we solved that one. So that's I think terrible. you're right. If they're treating this thing like a console launch, like launch it with with yeah. a good Something a good strong. family of, of software. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think that Uncharted 4 is going to get delayed one more time to November. Oh, wow. Um, really? Yes. And I, th- I think it's sort of this death by a thousand cuts that the game's having uh, through delays. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just get the feeling this happened with The Last of Us. It had a couple delays. Uh, and I just think that this this if this is Nathan Drake and slash Naughty Dog's swan song for right. the Uncharted series, that... They're going to want it to be good. They want it to be good. Just, I feel like that must terrify the marketing because, you know, they plan for marketing as soon as they start working on those games and then they have to stretch it out and roll it out much further mm-hmm. and it just loses the hype. Like, yeah, I mean, totally. They, I feel like marketing teams would fight back really hard against that. I, yeah. threw, okay. I threw a, just to piggyback on that, I threw a prediction in the podcast Piggy Beyond Tail? Group over <laughs> Piggy Tail on that, over uh, Winter Break that I said that I have a feeling that Uncharted 4 on Metacritic will rank lower than Rise of the Tomb Raider. Interesting. When all said and done. Yeah. Which makes it one of one of the lower Uncharted games, which again is like an 89 and 88. Not yeah. bad. And if I'm wrong in that prediction, that's an awesome thing to be wrong about because that just means that game's better. Why are you yeah. thinking that? Uh, I just... I just have this weird sort of like premonition about the the road to this game's release. It's been kind of rocky, and some some stuff mm-hmm. I've heard from some people, and uh, how it's uh, switched tone. It's it, it's changed tonally a lot. Right. A lot of creative people have come and gone. There's been some delays, and delays are usually for the better. Yeah, obviously, see, I usually take delays the opposite way. Where totally, like, when this comes out, it's actually going to be really yeah. good because yeah. it's been delayed. But yeah. it's not think, always the case. I think there's something to be said for just returning to Uncharted after Last of Us. Like the fact that Nathan Drake is this this blockbuster action movie character, yeah. and that they went to this really dark place, and now they're coming back, and they're sort of trying to take this mostly fun character, mass murderer darker, though he is. Actually. Yeah, yeah. And I hadn't tr- considered like maybe they are taking inspiration from The Last of Us and putting and it into Nathan Drake, and that is weird. There's also the fact that like you know Uncharted's always been a very cinematic experience, and it's been it's been pretty linear, and obviously they've got you know dialogue options now. But I mean, Tomb Raider's open world-ish, you yeah. know, and there's exploration and a lot more kind of like, you're a lot more engaged with your environment. And there's sure. RPG elements. Yeah. yeah. You know. And, I mean, yeah, I, I think that the, the the last Tomb Raider kind of, uh, you know, people received that uh, really well, though it was compared really heavily to, you know, to the Uncharted games. Yeah, they've, I had, think we're, they've had that volley back and forth for a while. Yeah, right? we're also at a point where it's kind of standard for games to be open world-ish yeah. with kind of you know customization rpg yep. elements and and like just a lot of a lot of player interaction and i'm wondering if if maybe this will be like you know too too simple not that that's the the right word here but like i think that's it like or, or too streamlined almost yeah i think that's a good way of putting it yeah, yeah. I, what I just would think happen that, if uncharted one came out now i feel like that probably wouldn't be received that well oh no not at all it's, it's just yeah it's it's, it's almost it's too basic. linear yeah it's yeah. linear is, yeah. Is, yeah. so uh ex machina super good movie great really movie. really good movie mm-hmm. I saw that movie after watching the entirety of the show Black Mirror, which yeah. is a, an great. incredible series. Did you watch and, the Christmas episode? With, uh, I haven't seen that. John Hamm. Oh, John Hamm. Oh, any, really any, anyway, anyway, anyway. We watched I was that saying, on I've, oh. s- stop it. Uh, <laughs> I've said a bunch of times that if I hadn't seen Black Mirror before Ex Machina, Ex Machina would have been way more impressive because totally. they're very, yeah. very similar in terms of tone and in terms of subject matter. But like, one was just sort of like, hey, I've seen this a lot more variety here. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I think that we're going to see a similar thing happen with with Tomb Raider Uncharted, and it's yeah. not going to mean that one's better than the other. But critically speaking, It'll I think be that affected. you're it's it's catching people at the right time. That yeah. being said, I mean to play devil's advocate to my own prediction here, 2014 or 2015 was way heavy on open world games, and I think yeah. a lot of people yeah. came out of 2015 a little burnt out on that, exhausted and probably, totally, totally, and mm-hmm. they want something that's just a little more focused, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see where this one lands. Yeah. I mean, we've seen some stuff and some hints here and there that this is going to be more open than any Uncharted game. I mean, game The Last of Us had a lot of really open environments. Yes, which I love. Totally not open world, but it yeah. felt open a lot of the time. Yeah, and you could like sh- probably do that in Uncharted. Yeah, and you could stray off the beaten path and find yeah. a lot of like envi- environmental storytelling, yeah. collectibles mm-hmm. and things I like that. I love that stuff. Like, it yeah. also gave you, it gave you ways to play through levels differently, whereas Uncharted yes. has kind of been predominantly like, been there's that cliff. Shoot I'm the right thing at the right time. Yeah, exactly. So this is, I mean, to kind of go back to this, I think the order in which things are experienced is, is, a, is a huge deal. Totally. Uh, I actually realized this. I played Tomb Raider, the first one, uh, before I played Uncharted 2. Hmm. Uh, oh, wait, you mean the Tomb Raider from 2009? Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. I was like... So I, I was like the original Tomb Raider? Yeah, yeah no, no. And, then, so, and, and <laughs> stuff that really, really impressed me in, in, in Tomb Raider Reboot, uh, I, I played Uncharted, and I was like, oh, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I mean... Look at uh, The Last of Us compared to Walking Dead. Like, it's kind of a moot point because they're both Game of the Year winners. Uh, people love them. Yeah. You know, both of them. But if imagine if Last of Us had come out before Telltale's Walking Dead. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, That's a really good point. 
like because that kind of like hey here serious emotion with zombies on the side like yeah well I always look at it like um, so like Cliff Bozinski talked about how much Resident Evil 4 influenced Gears of War and then Gears of War was like way heavy over the top violent third person over the shoulder shooter with cover based stuff and just tons of huge weapons and then Resident Evil 5 was like totally inspired by all the sort of weaponry in Gears oh, yeah. of War. Mm-hmm. And there's that kind of creative volume that goes back and forth. Oh, Uncharted which, and Tomb Raider have been doing that yeah, for 100%. 15 years. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah, 15 years. Seven, yeah. 10 I years. Think there's a really interesting point, though, in that the order that you play games can affect how much you mm-hmm. like them. And yeah. mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm just hoping that people paralleling The Last of Us to being like what I'm hoping Uncharted 4 will be will make it better rather right. than worse. Right, right. Yeah. That's a good point. Which is uh, the way I felt I felt weird about the Uncharted collection for a lot of people because I know a lot of people only played Uncharted 2 and they got that collection and they went back to 1 and it was like, ooh. But it's one of those put yeah, yourself in time and place. Like, mm-hmm. be yes. a new PS3 yes. owner that we don't have these series. It's like hard Same thing yeah. with Assassin's Creed 1. Like, Put yourself in the time and place and mm-hmm. realize what this oh, was man. and Going the building blocks it was Creed making. Going from Assassin's Creed 2 to Assassin's Creed 1 would be really hard. Yep. I, mean, try I don't think a, anyone's Oblivion. ever done it. <laughs> no, Oblivion you, you after wouldn't. Skyrim. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't work. A lot of people were like, I don't know. Like, if I hadn't ever played Fallout Three, I think Fallout Four would have wowed me a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have totally. been a lot more tolerant. But I also oh, don't yeah. think that it does the reverse. I think if you played Fallout Four, you'd still enjoy New Vegas and Fallout Three. Right. True. I think. Well, it's kind of like the way say. you, you yeah. and I are with uh, the Far Cry series, where you got super into Far Cry Three. Yep. I only played it for like an hour or two, I and I was like, Far I get it. 3. And then I went and played Four. Yeah. And was like, this game is awesome, See, and I had all the, the things. Oh, and really? The total opposite, where I love three, and then four, I was like, I'm so bored because it's so similar to three. Right, right. So yeah, that's that's what somebody I asked the... me if I if I hadn't if they love Far Cry four, should they go back and play three? And I was like, I can't I answer know. that yeah. because I've never Absolutely. had that. That's yeah. so weird. Yeah. I was so in love with Far Cry two, and I did not, I could not get into three or four. Interesting. Yeah, no, yeah. that makes sense because it's a totally different game. Yeah, Far Cry two is very very different, and if you're expecting Far Cry yeah. two to be in three and four, yeah. you're not going to get not that there. at all. Yeah. And and three and four are so similar. I had no malarias. It's yeah. zero malaria. Blood Dragon is great. Yep. I don't yep. like Blood oh, Dragon. Oh, that's right. Weird. <sighs> I know. I'm a monster. Uh, my last prediction is that uh, some morning in the next couple months, we're going to wake up and Rockstar will have revealed uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 coming out this fall. Oh, God. Like, literally, yeah, we're just going to wake up and there's going to be a uh, trailer. Is that a thing they have a history of doing? Yeah. that was. We woke up and GTA yeah. 5 was revealed. Yeah. We had Wait, I, we really? had the slightest heads that's up on that. That's how that happened? Yeah. yeah, it was mm. not, and they don't do E3. They don't do big conferences. Yeah, I know. Just I, gonna, find, I find that. I mean, we're just going to wake up some morning, and there's going to be a five-minute narrated trailer. No, I remember like we were talking to them about exclusives back in the day, and they're like, "We'll give you, the, we'll give you a couple screenshots," and because they knew that those would do better than <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, like some people will give you an exclusive trailer. Rockstar is kind of like, "Trust us, this will be enough." Yeah. yeah, and we just put it's like, "Here's a shark." Yeah, and I think you know, it'll. I think Red Dead. I think Red Dead will, yeah. yeah. will hit that GTA Five slot, which is September. So I think it'll be huh. like the first fall game. I'd be so happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I wasn't so, expecting that this year though. I'm I'm so geeked out by the notion of a game that looks as gorgeous as The Witcher, but is Wild yeah. West themed, like huh. with the right music to that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Customize your own horse. Yeah, yeah. Do you I like horses? Yeah. Do I? No, they're all right. I really wish we'd get some GTA story DLC. Yeah, that's. I don't think we're gonna get it. I don't really? think so at all. I don't know. I, I mean, don't. they it's, are it's focusing really, on online a it's lot. It's hard to say because they've yeah. they've fleshed out online so much, and that continues to be such a completely like yeah. like that's a that is an MMO about real life. Yeah, yeah. there uh, were two story sort of. DLCs before. Yeah, two? Uh, Ballad of Gay Tony, Tony and, and Lost, Lost in the, the Dam. So I only played mm-hmm. Ballad of Gay Tony, and I loved that. Mm-hmm. It's like, awesome. Yeah, like if, if they the get two for that one, I can imagine that they would do at least one. Yeah, but so, not only so, that, but there was effectively uh, side stories for a bunch of the GTAs before that. Even if they were standalone products like Liberty City stories and stuff like that. Yeah, so something they've had a I don't know if you guys read the story, but just like an hour ago, it was announced that Leslie Benzines, who was the lead designer at Rockstar North, left yep. after 20 years. 20 years. Oh. That that was like the person whose like thumbprint, like aside from the Housers, is most on Rockstar North's games yeah. since well, that's GTA terrifying. One. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, he kind of set the direction <clears throat> and tone for a, a lot of their creative huh. decisions over yeah. the last two decades. So 20 years th- is a long time. 20 years is yeah. absolutely. So yeah, don't view that as the house is on fire. That's no, this that's, isn't a Konami thing. Yeah. This is just. Yeah. I yeah. Dude, I could not imagine a doing a job for, a for he's actually decades. he's uh, joining Kojima. Yeah, he's going to make a game about a robot. That would be nuts. So uh, predictions. Um, I want to echo yours about uh, Uncharted being delayed, but I want to take that out to something else that we are aware of. Something that we have been told is going to come out at a certain point, or just we're kind of vague on a lot of stuff. Something will 
shoot for a fall release and we'll get pushed and we will get pissed off at it. I don't know if that's the division or Last if Guardian. That's Last Guardian. I mean, I think that they're I feel very like that, being that's kind a of safe, safe about one. that. That happens every year, right? <laughs> exactly. Like that's a, that's a pretty yeah. safe prediction. Yeah. Well, it's it's hard th- to say the Last Guardian will get delayed because we don't have a release date for it this year. But if you're saying it'll be a 2017 game, then man, I wish we had never even seen it last I year. I think there's a better chance mm. if something's going to get delayed that we saw at E3. I think it's going to be Horizon and not. Last Guardian. See, that's that's exactly yeah. like one of those yeah. things that we are sort of calling a 26 game unofficially. We're like, yeah, man, I think mm-hmm. we're. Horizon being delayed makes a lot of sense. Actually, all we've seen from it is like one I really cool looking dino fight. And yeah. yeah, well, we've seen two now. It's been the same dino fight uh, in two different ways. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that game looks awesome. I'm one a yeah, bit one about was it. a girl though. She had a, a little like a Miss Pac Man bow on top of her head. Yeah, that's, the only way that's, what, that's how girl dinosaur robots differentiate. That's how you tell sexes in the yeah. dinosaur yeah. Also, it's important. Big old mechanical longuses. Okay. okay, okay. He did have a taint okay. that you okay. had to shoot. Okay, okay. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. a glowing. Red okay. Taint. What else you got, Max? Stop it. Um, another prediction. Homefront: The Revolution. We've seen a bunch of that. That's kind of been in the works for a while. Yeah. I think a Crytek game at one point, and then it was not. Uh, it's a sequel to a THQ game, except it isn't. I don't know what you're going to say, but it got a release date today. It got a release date, <laughs> which is May 17th. Yeah. Uh, my prediction is that it's going to go it's going to go big or it's going to go home in terms of reviews. It is either going to be one of those like, wow, I'm really surprised at how good this is, or I hate this game. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I don't think it's going to fall in the... It's not going to be mediocre. I don't think it's going to fall in the six and sevens. I could be totally wrong here, but I so think it's So a five gonna, or a nine, basically? Yes. Yeah. Five or eight, yeah. I think it's going to be like either one of those things that people are totally surprised by or just completely disgusted by. You know the last game that was totally definitively like that was um, Thief? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys remember that? Like that? Yep. Yeah. Wait, what? That game I, Thief. The Thief reboot they put out yeah, a few yeah, years was like, ago. People gave that high scores? Some people really, really liked really? it and some people absolutely despised yeah. it and it was one of those kind of uh, I enjoyed that game a lot. Like I had really? fun playing it, but I feel like critically it wasn't very good. Right. Like right. on paper, that's you know it has really crappy environments that let you not approach things creatively, which is the most yeah. important thing in a stealth game stuff. like that. Yeah. It's if interesting. That game, you said if that. that game came out before Dishonored, mm-hmm. it would have made a huge All difference. That's a off. really yeah. good no, example. Yeah, and it is obviously <laughs> inspired by Dishonored. Oh yeah. Which is yeah. I mean, just what what Arcane did with this Dishonored sort of like. It was like, well, now if we're making an open world stealth game, we have to regard this game. Yeah, like it sort totally. of changed everything. Yeah, I yeah. think I think they they actually said that like you know, Dishonored was inspired by the original Thief games, and then Thief was inspired by Dishonored. And I'm like, well, I really hope that Dishonored Two isn't inspired by Thief. Yeah, I smell an IGN list coming out. Nine games that just do inspired all by Thief. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what blank can learn from blank? What <laughs> Call of Duty can learn from Warcraft? It's an iterative <laughs> medium. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. We mentioned this sort of. Uh, actually, should we should we do this? We, yeah, let's let's talk about some game of the year stuff. Yeah, I want to talk about how you guys did VR porn, but uh, we're gonna come back to that. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. get to it. We're gonna, we're gonna yeah. Um, so our game of the year was Witcher Three. Yeah, that yeah. was the, that was the big winner. Yep. I that <laughs> that seems about right. You know. Yeah, I'm that totally. Doesn't... Yeah. So for uh, full disclosure, which I don't know if we say this, uh, Witcher Three won just barely over Bloodborne. Yeah. Um, oh, really? And the, yeah. And so the way. Uh, I don't even know if we say this, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the way IGN votes for Game of the Year is that uh, there's a group of us. It's probably about 20 people, and it's generally people, uh, critics, so people who have reviewed games, review games or have reviewed games in the past. Right. Um, like Brian for- doesn't Brian doesn't review games anymore because he's a host, um, mm-hmm. but he has reviewed games in the past. Right. Um, you know. So uh, and then uh, we gave a top three out of the list of 10. So of and the they 10, were, they and we just signed them. points, right? Yes. Yeah. And so if you gave a game your first place, it got X points. If you gave a game a second place, it got fewer than X, yep. and third place was that. Uh, and so it was, yeah, tallied up, and whatever game got it. So Yeah, Bloodborne yeah. was extremely close behind. Obviously, it won PS4's uh, Game of the Year, which mm-hmm. is always weird when you're like, well, there's an exclusive that won here, or a multi-platform game that won here, but didn't win overall. Yeah. Yeah. One of the weird things we saw, and all of us were so hot on this game, was Metal Gear Solid Five. Mm-hmm. I don't even think cracked the top three or four. It might have been the fifth most popular yeah, game. Yeah, I think the, Fallout or, was number three. Yeah. Yeah. And two, No, I think it was Tomb Raider. Think, oh, yeah. It might have been uh, Witcher 3, Bloodborne, Tomb Raider, Fallout, Metal Gear. Yeah. I mean, Metal um, Gear probably ranked poorly, again, because the Witcher 3 ranked so well, and they're both similar genre. Right. So people yeah. are like, well, we already have one of those that's real great. Yeah, and I think, um, I was talking about this with uh, Fallout, and I think uh, Fallout's the same. Metal Gear, where these are games that people didn't really finish. They mm-hmm. just kind of stopped playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, ultimately, the final note you hear in that concert's a little sour, and you yeah. leave it. Well, um, Konami didn't finish it either, so. <laughs> totally. No, yeah, totally. Uh, 
so I think that, that, that's a big fault, but we gave it a 10 out of 10, so you would look at the paper and be like, well, IGN gave this game a 10 out of 10. Why didn't it win Game of the Year? It was highest-reviewed game of 2015 because you can't there's mathematically criticized. Yeah. Well, also because, but also because one person reviews a game, review. right. yeah. and no, I was, I was Vince actually, totally backed up his 10 out of 10. Like, I, was, yeah. totally, I, was, totally. I was talking to Vince about this earlier, and it's weird because also like when you review a game and it hasn't come out yet, and there's no there's no discussion. It's not live in the ecosystem. It's yeah. sort of like it yeah. is an animal in captivity. Uh, I was talking to Vince, and he's like, "Yeah." Witcher 3 was totally my number one. Like he asked me like what were my like top two because he knew that they would be neck and neck for Witcher and, and Metal Gear. Uh, and he was like, you know, I gave a perfect score to – sorry, I know he hates that term uh, – like 10 out of 10 to Metal Gear. but The highest possible score. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but I think you know, he's like, yeah, but Witcher 3 was my game of the year. And I was like, yeah. And he reviewed both, well, right? See, I, yeah. was, I was like – I think he said that. I might yeah. My game of the year on paper was The Witcher 3. My favorite game that I played last year was Until Dawn. Yeah. So, that's, so it's like yeah, you have yeah. like what a critical that? analysis so and what then does like that a mean? personal. We're making up weird categories well, in our own brains. What it was for me with, you know? with Until Dawn was like, I recognize that there are tons of problems with this game that mean that I wouldn't recommend it to everyone, but I played it with my mom and I had this amazing experience yeah. mm-hmm. that I'll yeah. remember forever. I so it was like I'm ranking my experience, which was like based on really specific things, to everyone's going to love this because yeah. it's great. Criticism and personal taste can coexist, yeah. I think yeah. is the key totally. thing there. Yeah. Uh, Witcher 3 is one of the best games I've ever played. It is like it's it's a fantastic RPG. It's yeah. just it feels polished, it works. There's a lot going on there and I would say that maybe like 95% of the things it attempts to do it does successfully or at worst competently. Sure. Yeah. Like there, there's nothing in there that's just busted. It's exactly why I put uh, it above Fallout was because it's right. like they do a lot of similar stuff. Witcher 3 does everything just Little bit better. Yeah. yeah. Like they took a step back and they were like, is this working? And it, you know, it does. You know, yeah. uh, so M- Metal Gear Solid 5 is, I would say it's it's top five games of all time for me. Like it's, yeah. it's cracked that. It yeah. has cracked my favorite games of my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels like a game that was made specifically for me. I don't know if I'll ever have that. Uh, but it's not my game of the year, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's so weird. Well, so I, feel I like was I the had same a way. More with... intense experiences yeah. in that than I did in Witcher, but I still think Witcher is a better game. Oh, it's, totally. It's like I, a, I mean, it's the, confusing. The, yeah. the highs in Metal Gear for me were like unmatched. I mean, the Bloodborne came close, like killing killing True. a boss in That's Bloodborne a good point. was about as high as like successfully sneaking out of a base without yeah. getting spotted yeah. by fifty different guards, yeah. and then like fultoning a horse out of there. Like that, nothing really topped that for me. So what were your what were your three? How did you vote? So my three were. Uh, let's see. My, I think my three favorite. Favorites were Tomb Raider, Bloodborne, and uh, what was the third Mario one? Maker? Metal, Metal Gear Solid. Metal no, Gear. Uh, Mario Maker actually like everything was there for that game to be exactly perfect for what I wanted it to be for me, and it just didn't land the way I wanted it to. I think because ultimately my experience was soured by most of the levels I played were the user-generated ones that were autoplay, like hold right. There was a lot of Rube Goldberg machines people built in that game, which are gorgeous and fun and so cool to check out for the first time, but the hundredth time of they're kind of broken at the time discovery tool leading you to another here's a music level like here's a here's a sound a soundtrack from street fighter made out of yoshis or whatever mm-hmm. like that stuff's fun and all but i really wanted what that game proved to me honestly was that nobody makes a platforming game like nintendo does yeah. and when you give that you empower the audience with that technique and that skill it's still not, it's still it not enough yeah. like you still you still need the pros you, you, you can give Jimi hendrix guitar to anybody but like it's he's not going to play it the same way yeah. mm-hmm. um but back to what you were saying, Alana, like my favorite game of 2015, the one I played the most and had the most fun with, was Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that would have been a complete throwaway vote. That's a Ross Perot in an election. Also, like you this, literally right? couldn't have even voted for it because it wasn't one of the 10. <laughs> I think it yeah. was, yeah, it wasn't even in our no. top yeah. 10, right? So. That's because you love Star Wars. Yeah. Well, I just really love that game. I love Star Wars and yeah. I love arcade shooters and it just yeah. totally nailed it for me. And I know a lot of people like. Say EA is a bunch of pieces of sh- oh, whatever. They've a made wallet. a lot of really good games. Yeah, yeah they have. They have. Yeah. Like a lot of but good games. But that's like it was like a couple of years before. I was like, oh, I think I, the game I played the most with this year was Simpsons Tapped Out. Oh my god, like, I remember that year. <laughs> <This> <laughs> just like put, you were an addict. Yeah. I put Neko Atsumi Kitty Collector on my on my game of the year. Like mm-hmm. I love. I've been playing that game. I'm gonna. Why do you and Andrew never talk about that? It's, it's, not a, it's, it's not like a, all he does. Because it's, it's a shameful. We do, but we talk about it and weird. It's like also I name all my cats weird stuff like like big legs. And the, the Why gooch. did you name it Big Legs? Oh, the Gooch. Yeah, yeah no, just like weird. So what you, how, how did you vote? Were, were you one of the only ones in this room that voted? Uh, did you guys vote? I don't know if you were. I were you even here? When I you wasn't here when you were voting for ones that 
were to be considered. Okay. But when I got the nominees, the, okay, yeah, gotcha. I, okay. But then I voted for the nominees that had been pre-selected. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, I wanted to say real quick too, like the way we all filled this form out. Um, there were tons of questions that I just straight up didn't answer, which oh, is yeah. totally okay. So we all like, the like, have sports? you ever been con- convicted of a felony? Yeah. <laughs> How do you do a cool kiss? <laughs> no, that's really good though, because yeah. then you know if if you hadn't played a sports game and you had to give a throwaway vote, that was oh, no, I hated. I mean, what we do is we leave genres like racing and strategy and sports to the the strategy racing and sports fans at IGN across the UK, the AU, and here. Our our sports game was Rocket League, correct? Like yeah. That yes. was our that was our sports game of yeah. the year. So that's yeah. awesome. Because we are a bunch of dorks in a building together. It's a from, really good game. It's a God, Rocket League is one of those games I wish I could have got into, but I just yeah. couldn't. I don't, I don't know if it's, the chance. I don't know if it's no, the it's, Rockets it's or the leagues. Mm. I mean, I was I was making fun of the fact that it's uh, it's not a that's not a sport. It's kind of like it's soccer. Not, <laughs> it's not really. It'd be a real sport. It's the best racing game and the best sports game because yeah. finally the cars learn how to play soccer. Yeah, yeah. finally. Um, yeah, my votes. I did uh, Bloodborne at one, Tales from the Borderlands at two, and Tomb Raider at three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my two favorite games that weren't nominated, uh, totally echoing Until Dawn, and Lara Croft Go. For, Those were not nominated for for game of the year. For game of the year, yeah. right? Yeah, Lovecraft Guy was great. Yeah. I think it won our iPhone game of the year, right? Yep, won yeah. our mobile game of the year. I really wants to say Grim Fandango as well, but that doesn't seem. Yeah, like that. I, oh, right. that's, I mean, Grim Fandango is literally my favorite game of all time, so yeah. that doesn't even. I don't think that counts. Uh, Lovecraft Go is coming to consoles this year, right? No, Hitman Go is coming to consoles. Got I imagine Lovecraft yeah, Go is coming. Yeah, to consoles. Yeah, that's a good assumption. I would say by the end of the year, you're probably gonna be able to play Lovecraft Go. Yeah. Did, uh, did I read this right? That uh, Ali Ali Two was our best handheld. Yep, Ali or was our best Vita game. Ali Two, and then how many Vita games were up there? Like, what did people like? Dancing it was probably that night. dancing all night. Um, it was a weird list. It was a, I think it was a short list. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Tales from the Borderlands won our best PS3 game of the year. Huh. Yeah, we did. Which it, um, well, probably be the last year we ever do. Yeah, best I was going to say for for yeah. last gen consoles, this might be the last year we yeah. do that. Yeah, we're, we're. I have a feeling with our 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 top. What is it? Top twenty list we do in the top twenty five. Top twenty five for consoles. We're doing them again in February. But I think we yes. I think we retired the. As of right probably. now, we're currently retiring PS3 and 360. Yeah, those are locked in. So enjoy those lists forever, because I don't think they're changing. Well, uh, I imagine a, uh, some lists. I, I don't. I imagine the Vita and Wii U list won't change much this year either. Yeah. Well, yeah. Two was an awesome Vita game in that it was totally free when it came out. Yep. Like it, it basically was announced and released for free at the same time. Mm-hmm. I never yeah. played Oli Oli Two. It's it's fun. It is crack. It is so much fun. Yeah. I think Hotline Miami Two was nominated. For Vita, was it? Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, actually, yeah. Does that just, come out last year? Yeah, mm-hmm. we all forgot about it. Yeah, because that was one of those games. I don't know anyone who finished it. I just know people it's that so stopped hard. playing. It was well, I mean, it so was long. Just, just like you know, I love Hotline Miami One. Yeah, and I didn't feel like I needed another one. Yeah. And yep. maybe I'd play it in three years or something. Yeah. But this soon, I'm like, I don't need another yeah. one. I just want to see yeah. what those guys soon, do. I want them right. to do something yeah. else. I mean, how many? Yeah. How many? How many people you know played Metal Gear Solid for the PlayStation One? Everybody, yeah. right? Like, how many people played VR missions and beat it? Exactly. If VR yeah. missions mm-hmm. had a story, that would be Hotline Miami too. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was basically really an point. expansion pack that took the same stuff and yeah. kind of shook it up. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about. Okay, let's, talk, okay, let's talk about VR porn. Let's yeah, just all talk, right. Let's so just hold on. Real, real quick it? warning: if you're underage, we're gonna try to keep this like PG-ish as possible. Yeah, yeah uh, be fine. Yeah, this is not usually a, a ground that we cover here on IGN, but we figured if we're going to throw it on the podcast, it's kind of an interesting way to do it. Well, and also we we spent time to go see this thing, and we really couldn't cover it anywhere else on IGN. So yeah. I'm like, well, I don't want to waste an hour of all of our lives totally. and yeah. not be able to talk about it because yeah. we had super interesting discussions internally about yeah. it. So three of us um, on oh, – damn it. <laughs> wow, we made it so far. So far. <laughs> All right, next topic. Moving on. Three of us in a hotel suite in Las Vegas, uh, <coughs> brought to you by a company called Naughty America, which produces been a bad America. Haven't they you? produce adult adult video content for the internet. Um, invited us to a suite uh, in which we uh, w- were ate given, a lot of bread, ate a lot of bread and, lot of and bread. sausages and cheeses and had some drinks. And we it's were a real given sausage fest. Huh? Don't don't do ah. it. And we were given a uh, VR headset, which was the Samsung VR, Gear. Samsung yeah. Gear VR. Uh, and we were shown three vignettes. I guess you would call you them. and I were shown three vignettes. Yeah, Alana saw something else. Oh, yeah. interesting. And I also saw that. Okay. Uh, we were shown three vignettes, and some other people saw other things. Uh, they were basically like quick schematic scenes of what VR porn would look yeah. like. Yeah. So, a couple things. Uh, when I, I, I tweeted out that I saw it and that I didn't like it, uh, it's not. it was not computer generated. It was live action. Yeah. It was I was filmed totally with a camera. expecting it to be computer generated. Oh, were you yeah. really? Yeah. I was sort oh, of man. expecting that too. Yeah. Um, That's probably way more work than yeah. Yeah, just I mean, putting a GoPro on a girl's head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's how they did it. I mean, I think they yeah, put a GoPro on like it. It's like basically, a 3D camera. It's like if the if the Google Maps car was was. 
<laughs> okay, well, there's the first. <laughs> well, we had a good run. It's making your job harder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so... Um, yeah, so it's like yeah. point of view of... The idea would be that whoever has the camera on them is laying down, and then there's other people that walk right. into the room. So both, all three of the videos that I starred in as the male protagonist. Yeah, you had uh, so many cool muscles. I was basically, so you start off, and you're basically just a guy who is bolted to a couch. You can't move. You can't move your arms. You yeah, can't move your legs. These are not interactive. All yeah. it is is you so have a hundred, and I guess, is this a 180 degree view? Yeah. So you're able to look in any direction. You can't look behind you, but yeah, you're able to look looking, up, down, left, which, right. Which, interestingly yeah. enough, is like the most limited VR experience I think I've totally. ever had. Yeah. Yeah. You can't move. You can't look around. It's like black if you yeah. try and look beyond your peripherals. That's exactly it. it. Actually, it felt like looking into like a diorama, yeah. where if you looked all the way to the left, yeah, it, it looks was just, like a fake set. In a movie. It was just black all the way to the left. So, I mean, if you're listening to the show right now, look all the way left, look all the way right, look all the way up. Up, look all the way down. That is your entire periphery. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, immediately you look down and you go, oh, I have like these muscular arms with some gross tattoos on them. That's not me. So it almost immediately yanks you out of it. And like you see his- I have some gross tattoos on my muscular arms. This guy had even worse ones and you don't have muscular arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very small muscles, okay? Oh, okay. Well, this guy had How very- am I doing this? I'm lifting my arm up. It's not magic. Nick, okay, if, you're, if this is an audio show, Max is f- trying to lift his arm up. And, <laughs> Very weak. And he's crying. Uh, so you're this guy, and this girl walks in, and she's just like, hey, whatever your name is, uh, it's your birthday, and I just want to let you know I got you a special present. And then, like, it jump cuts like there was a commercial break, and another girl comes in. And both of these ladies, they start going to town all over your dangus. <laughs> and at this point, they come over, and they pull out your schwantz, and they start kissing all over the kneecaps and the legs and the muscle stuff. And you've got a big rocket up in the air, and they're really going all over it but it keeps hopping around so you're not really like oh I, this is i'm doing this you almost feel like something is happening to me and all i can do is move my head so in a very limited way it kind of feels like when you're having one of those like nightmares like where you can't move your body where you can't move your body and, totally. and you can't scream but you can move your head and yeah look or it's around. like that javier bardem movie the sea inside where yeah. he's like fully conscious of what's happening around him but he has no way to communicate or interact totally with and the they, world. they did a um what is it? What was it? a Tales from the Crypt episode like this where mm-hmm. a guy dies and he's alive and conscious throughout his entire funeral funeral process and they bring him to the hospital mm-hmm. and the yeah, all that stuff. Was there also a giant seventy foot naked woman who straddled him? Yeah. So yeah. here's the thing. These women, once they got really up in, up and personal with you, uh, at one point one is gets up to kind of you know mount you, and you look up at her and she looks gigantic. Yeah, like it's sort of like the shark in uh, the Back to the Future Two poster, mm-hmm. like the Jaws 3D that just like pops out. Yeah, on they, the they had street. huge issues with scale of yeah. things the closer they were. Yeah. It sounds it like, like it sounds like issue. porn. Like, yeah, also well, VR. Yeah. That's also a VR problem. Yeah. Like a VR problem in general, scale. Yeah, yeah, I still feel like this is the worst of it that I've seen, oh, yeah. but it's also probably one of the only times that I've had a person come cl- really close to me. In VR. Yeah, so f- to paint the picture a little better, um, this was not something like this was not an experience that I was aroused by by any means. I was sort of curious by it because it was an interesting perspective to have on yeah. a scenario like this. But I was in a room with fifteen to twenty mostly men. Uh, who were just sort of having drinks and sitting around. Yeah, there were like, like three women who were hired. Yeah, they were reading like us. the press release on this yeah. thing, which is like, it's very odd because the I... The press I, release was really well written. It and was. I was like, it, this sounds great. It's but. weird for me because I've been working in the video game industry for like 10 years now. Mm. And to look at parts of this press release and be like, oh, Hookers 2. They're, they're talking about this movie title like it's Ali Ali 2, you know? And it's like for immediate really release. Casual. And I was yeah. like, this is the first time you'll ever see for immediate release and be like... That's Twelve years after the events of Hookers, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like they, we saw a video called Two Chicks Same Time," mm-hmm. which is not even like they just they didn't even fill in the the words in that sentence that would they not two chicks at, at the, the yeah or anything yeah. like that or let's blank two chicks at the same time. It sounds like, like if that. a really blank, a like, really, empty, <laughs> like regular pancakes, yeah. <laughs> like a really dumb dude made an art house film. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, so, and yeah, I don't it was, know. If, it was weird. Yeah, I don't know if this was because of, like, I mean, part, yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't, to me, it wasn't erotic. Uh, it wasn't interesting. And I don't see myself ever using this. Right. Can um, we just take yeah. one quick moment here to say that this is a PlayStation podcast? Porn will never come to PlayStation VR no officially. Not so, officially. Not no. officially. Uh, I, I imagine PSVR will get actually. jailbroken at some point. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, I imagine there will be those. I mean, we've already seen there, there's videos of, of developers in Japan who are developing like 
Uh, dating right. sims or those kind of things. Well, dead or alive. Yeah. Or nod, it, nod, nod, nod your head to go on a date with this girl. You there's know, also like, like there's websites that you can visit on your 3DS that will show you pictures or videos in 3D that aren't officially sanctioned or licensed by Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll never put that kind of stuff out, but you can find that stuff. And that's not necessarily porn. That's just like a picture of a schooner or whatever. Um, Sounds I, I think that's kind of a big problem. And Marty and schooners I were talking about this. <laughs> schooners too. Schooners like uh, too. Two yeah. schooners, <laughs> one bay. Uh, <laughs> We, uh, Marty and I were talking about Two this at schooners, CES. same time. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, <laughs> what was that joke? Two nice schooners? junk. That's a kind of boat, okay? Uh, we were talking about this at CES. I think as much as we were weirded out by it, and we'll continue the impressions here, um, this is going to be a thing that Sony completely misses out on with the PS4, v- with the PlayStation VR. Best thing they could do. And they, they did a smart thing with this with the controller is make the PlayStation VR functional with PCs. Yeah. Like, I don't mm. know if that's going to happen, but yeah. mm-hmm. that's how you take a little little nibble out of the rest of the say, market. Yeah, but that mm-hmm. would affect their sales. I'm like, well, it wouldn't. It would make more people buy the PSVR. Yeah. Right. Right. It just, it's not going to affect PS4 sales. Yeah. No. Whatsoever. All. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so ultimately I felt like I was looking into this weird room that this guy was in, and I wasn't him, and I didn't feel that connection. I've played so many other VR games where I'm like, I am the protagonist right now. And I didn't feel that way. I felt like I got hit with a tranquilizer dart. Yeah, because you're looking at someone who's not you, but it's supposed to be you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I can't move, and I can't function. I can't... Things were just happening to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like... In the interest of honesty, I'm not crazy about POV stuff to begin with. Like, so this was just weird that all this stuff's just happening to you, and you're just kind of laying there. And like, that's I don't think there's any other way that they could do it either. I know, it's I know. All be that way. Yeah, I'd like to be one where you play as the cameraman. I mean, you no, just go around and you're like, oh, excuse me, move I mean, your leg. Do the, sort of, you're doing it too too loud. We have like a rating. No, you knocked like over a lamp. You, you got to try that again. Yeah. 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 I mean, there is the other way you could do, like we played Vive, which is uh, the Valve HTC. Uh, VR headset and you're able to walk around a 3D space. Yes. Like it could kind of work like that. Mm-hmm. Like almost like you are actually walking around a film I set. I don't think it could. I, I just so when I was reading this press release, I was like, it, it sold it to me. It was like I feel like this is actually going to be good for the porn industry, and maybe this is the thing that could make sure that VR is going to be mainstream, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. it can stay and I can get all the games that I want forever. Thanks. Well, they, they were very uh, adamant about how the adult entertainment industry has always been at the forefront of technology, right? Yeah. When it came to HD and 4K and when 3D. it came to VHS, like yeah. part of the reason yep. VHS was a success, yeah. or was even because the, of the internet, the internet period, you know, yeah. like so I was streaming. thinking that yeah. exact same thing about VR, and then. I tried it, and you guys all tried it, and nobody enjoyed it. And I don't think it's a taste thing. I just feel like it just didn't it didn't work. The fact that it's it's not interactive at all, and it's I don't know, it's gross. Now you and got creepy. to play. You got to play from a different perspective. I was right? playing from a female perspective, yeah. whereas you guys were from a male perspective. The female. The female. <laughs> <laughs> which I just I found it terrifying and gross. Yeah, because things really were just happening it. to you, right? Exactly, yeah. which is like female's worst nightmare, basically, is yeah. to like be in a room with some dude you don't know who's covered in muscles. And was it because tattoos was, just like just d- coming at your body and doing whatever he wants? And was it? Not, did yeah. it not announce that it's your birthday? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he didn't. So, so screw that. I'm yeah. out. That sucks. So you, no, you, you didn't even get just, pretend it's your birthday. Yeah, you didn't even get a sliver of false narrative like we did as men, right? Which is just well, like, no. There it's was your actually birthday. there was dialogue, but I couldn't understand any of it. Hi, Bobby. I, I didn't hear any of it. <laughs> hey, yeah. I heard good news. I ordered a pizza for both of us. <laughs> I'm here for the one <laughs> hot female. Simulator. <laughs> yeah, simulator sounds amazing. <laughs> Where is the female girl laying on the couch? I yeah. want to have sex. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I also, <laughs> after I played the demo, Brian, yeah, I so played, I, played. I stopped because it made me really uncomfortable, which <laughs> yep. is apparently the same reaction that all women who try it have, which obviously it's designed by dudes for dudes. Yeah. And so I laughed uncomfortably and then eventually had to take it off because I was way too uncomfortable. And the guy was like, yeah, all women do that. Beforehand, he was Maybe like, beta you're probably it. not going to enjoy that. He was like, this is really hardcore. Probably not gonna like it. You still want to try it? I was like, I'll, I'll give it a try. But wow. I took it off and gave it to Marty. And so Marty he, loved he it. He was all about it. About <laughs> was a huge, he, huge he, said, he said to you that that most females don't like it. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. No. Well, actually, what he said <laughs> like was maybe, females all have the exact same reaction I had. So make a version of it that they don't, and then drag. I don't it out think of the they wild. need to I, because of the whole like eighty-five percent of porn viewers are male yeah, thing. So they're like, eh, we don't need you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I I finished off the rest of that demo that you watched. <laughs> uh, roll for the guys. Uh, and like the the 
kernel of anything interesting I found in this was the fact that uh, we talked about this a lot during. Howdy, y'all! I'm the kernel of anything. <laughs> I'm the kernel of interesting visual novel pornography. Now, a virtual pornograph sounds like a pretty interesting thing yeah. to me. Oh, this I mean, is my good friend, been, generally speaking. It would have even been more interesting if it was like choice based. Yes, if anything, if like there was any, any sort of agency. If she was, if, what if she was like, "Hey, do you want me to do this?" And if you nodded your head, like yeah. that happened. Like anything that sort of like yeah. the most rudimentary choose your own adventure. Because I feel like yeah. that would have taken out the, the really gross part for me, which was just like a simulated complete lack of consent. Well, yeah. And so the consent thing also doubles with the fact that it's like, I don't know, when you're doing stuff like that in real life, like you, you're you kind of more into it than just like, yeah, baby, I do not move. <laughs> Today is my birthday. <laughs> I want to have two chick in my house. That whole thing yeah. made me think it was more of an observational experience than intended to be. But you couldn't even ironic. like lift up your hand no, and you like, you know, you couldn't do anything. Like you couldn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was like watching that. Uh, prodigy smack my bitch up video where it's yeah. like first person but there's a lack of agency and you're just yes. watching terrible things happen you're like why am I why do I keep throwing up but at least at the end of that you find out you're a girl and you're like oh, that's yeah, you spoiled the whole three minute video yeah. what are you doing All are, you right. to, are you stealing my phone so check the time. VR porn real curious thing uh, I, I I'm we still don't know what's going to be on PlayStation VR I yeah. think that if they oh. make it functional with PC stuff that so Which, it would to, be real smart. To tie, the, to tie this back to game, I, uh, to games, I think the limitations on this thing were kind of indicative of the kind of limitations we might have in first person. <laughs> damn it, in first person uh, sort of environments in general on 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 the Rift and on the Vive and on the PlayStation VR that uh, without like dedicated controllers in your hands, which you obviously can't be holding while enjoying VR porn at the same time. Uh, also, like, do you take the helmet off with your weird hand after you're done? I don't yeah. know. So many questions. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of there's a lot of issues in terms of how first person experiences are going to control. I mean, I've had other like first person viewing experiences. Like PSVR has the deep, yeah, and that affected me tons. And then I was really interested in the environment. There's a shock that shows up. Like someone was filming me while I was playing that. Yeah, I hate that thing. it's weird calling it playing. But my body language when I saw the shock went from like me just kind of casually looking around to like I moved my Super feet tense. and shuttled and then like I just tensed up. And I was like, that obviously affected me a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would do that in other things. Like if it was just a, a 3D environment that I can look around in, then I don't think that that's, if it's in first person, it's, it's an observational experience. Yep. It's like you wandering a new city. And I think that's, that's cool. Porn, for whatever reason, was not like that whatsoever. Probably because nothing you're looking at is interesting or realistic or I don't know. The whole room was just dumb. I found myself looking around fireplace. the room. Like I, we, we were cracking jokes afterwards about how the guy had three TVs. A lot of TVs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had a, I had a sculpting class in uh, college. I went to art school in New York City, and one of my first week there, uh, they brought me into the sculpting class, and they put this like sort of like lazy Susan or whatever on the table. What are those things? Those yeah, like lazy Susan that spins around. Yeah, that spins around, and they put a naked man on it, mm -hmm. and he was like a ninety-year-old man, and I was like. Not homophobic, but I was like, that's so kind of like gross. like a spinning naked man? Yeah, so they spun him <laughs> around, and he put his you know, nuts and gazongas right in my face. And I had to start building him out of clay, and I got so kind of weirded out by the entire experience that I just started working on the piping and light fixtures up in the corner of the <laughs> studio, which was like in this dingy basement in New York City, like this old art studio. So I, I, the teacher came around, and I had a stick figure on a, on a chair, and then like this incredibly ornate, immaculately sculpted version of the piping and lighting and <laughs> heater system on top. And he's like, wow, you really went detailed on the environment, but you didn't really do much on the main character. And I was just like, yeah. Weird. And I found myself hmm. in VR porn looking around this guy's apartment being like, what kind of furniture does this guy have? It's like, where does that door go? Can I see into the into the hallway? Like yeah. he had three TVs and one was here, one was here, one was here and uh, stacked on top of each other in like a, a Triforce. And I was like, oh, he could play all three game consoles at the same time. That's really cool. <laughs> I don't know if it was because of the environment that we were in, but you guys definitely looked around a lot. I feel like I did as well. It's like we spent a lot more time looking around when I, like the legitimately point I found, you should just look forward. Legitimately weird, I found the, the, the environment more interesting than the which. Yeah. Which says a lot that if you're so bored by the, the main characters in the three-minute video that you need to start looking around, then, I mean, maybe it's probably not Probably really, not great. Yeah, yeah this doesn't sound like also, it was great. Also, women are terrified of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's made by a porn site. 
Yeah. I, do, I mean, it's sort of like if bears got together and built a car, it probably wouldn't be a great car. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's not car. their area of expertise. They're good at getting honeybee nests out of the tree by disguising themselves as old weather cloud and using balloons to get up there. But these bears over at Naughty America make cars all the time. They're just... You know, Naughty, Naughty, Naughty America was actually the original name of uh, Yellowstone National Park. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we were going to call Naughty America because it had that suggestive geyser. <laughs> all right. God damn. And now for the weirdest transition <laughs> the of the day. worst segue beside yeah. that weird, stupid two-wheeled car. Do we, uh, we, do we have time? We're, we're, yeah, we're it doesn't matter. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, uh, all seriousness, David Bowie passed away this week, and I'm sure everyone's like, oh, they're being topical. Uh, David Bowie is just an astoundingly influential figure in popular culture. Yes. Uh, Across pretty much every medium. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, it's I mean, kind of bizarre when I just started going down the checklist in my head because I never considered myself like a really big Bowie fan, mm-hmm. but like he's just popped up in everything. Sure, like, it's, and, it's, it's mean, almost his, impossible to have missed yeah. his influence in some way. Yeah, his yeah. influence in music is is obvious. His influence is fa- in fashion and mm-hmm. uh, in like free speech and just mm-hmm. being yourself and being weird is obvious. He's been in a ton of amazing movies, uh, but we also want to talk a little bit about the fact that he left an impact on games. Yeah, and you might not realize it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, he was uh, he did the soundtrack and was uh, played two characters in David Cage and Quantic. Dream's original game, which is called Omicron, the Nomad Soul, mm-hmm. uh, which came out in 1999. Uh, you can go back and check it out. It was on the Dreamcast. It was, it's on Steam right it's now. It's super cheap. It's a ridiculous title, though. It's a really bad Who title. Omicron, the Nomad Soul. Also, there's I a... I thought Robinson the Journey was bad. So yeah. Like, how about, what about Omicron? What about... Was it Detroit the Beyondening, or yeah. what is that new game called? Wait, so that wait, has no, a... Detroit colon the something. Oh, so, like, it's... two-fourths of David Cage's games or whatever have the word soul in them? Yep. That's <laughs> odd. Congrats, man. Uh, mm. But yeah, uh, it, it was the first time. And the reason, interestingly enough, he decided to do the game was because uh, his son, who is Duncan Jones, who's the director who directed Moon and Source awesome Code movie. and is directing Working Warcraft, Warcraft yeah. right now, uh, was pl- was a huge gamer at the time. And he convinced David Bowie to, uh, to you know, really take a take a big role in the game. And afterwards, Bowie said, uh, "Quote: What we're trying to do more than anything else was provide an emotional heart to the game. Because the one thing that I find uh, going through games that I've viewed before we started work is a lot of games have a really cold emotional drive, yeah, which I think true. was super interesting, especially in '99, like especially in those early sort of uh, yeah. like the the PS1 era. Like mm-hmm. I, I think that's a really uh, sort of fascinating uh, outlook on games. And then uh, you know, aside from uh, David Bowie tracks being featured in numerous, you know, uh, I'm sure Tony Hawk games and Rock Band and, and Karaoke yeah, Revolution yeah. and everything. Uh, Kojima is one of those people who. Who's Let's. There's actually an image floating around where it every character every character is David Bowie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David Bowie's in every video game. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. But he's also like every character in Metal Gear. Yeah, specifically, yeah. they all look like eye patches and and the weird haircuts mm-hmm. and all yeah, that stuff. True. Yeah, I mean, I set uh, uh, I set. Man Who Sold the World to my helicopter theme song for yep. like a good 20 hours of that game so I heard it a billion times mm-hmm. yeah. uh, my first exposure to that song specifically was through Nirvana Unplugged yeah. which was oh, like yeah. I think a lot yeah. of us were yeah. I think hit hit a lot of us at the exact time we needed it most in middle school or high school or whatever like that was such a seminal album yeah um, yeah, it's his his influence has been in, incredible, and it's you have to dig around a little bit sometimes to find it. But. Well, let's. Yeah. Marty did some digging. I did some digging. Like a real uh, we had a bunch dog. of things. Uh, uh, <laughs> real, like a real diamond dog. Let's talk which, about the yeah, the diamond dogs. I mean, yeah. diamond dogs. Diamond, yeah, first and foremost, like the name diamond dogs, yeah. which obviously permeates all through. If you somehow miss this, the thing you play as. Yeah, the head of the diamond dogs in the Phantom Pain is a David Bowie album. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In uh, in Snake Eater, uh, Major Zero adopts the codename Major Tom, which is obviously the main character of Space Oddity. And throughout, like the entire game, there are references to the song Space Oddity. Um, in uh, Metal Gear Solid. Two, when Raiden goes through his weird naked phase, uh, Rose tells him that he she reminds him of an androgynous uh, David Bowie. <laughs> like every every character from uh, uh, the boss to I mean Snake himself at certain points yep. like are, are modeled after because Bowie is this, this transformative figure who throughout the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, even up until his death earlier this week, like continued to morph and continue to change and evolve as a yeah. person. Yeah, as he, an artist. he put out an album a week ago. He put out an album yeah. a week ago that it, was pretty much saying goodbye. Yeah. It sounds like the music from like the tail end of Cowboy Bebop. Like it's which it's, is so sad and somber and yeah. Like, yeah. It's this weird kind of like somber rock crossed with jazz. But yeah. I mean it's I don't know. It, I think that Bowie is such a great example of somebody who is not threatened by change mm-hmm. and, and just totally yeah. embraces it. And yeah. that's 
I don't know. That's cool. I mean, we're touching on it on a, on a video game podcast. I'm sure somebody's real pissed off about that. Well, no, I think know. it's very important that like video games carry that yeah. mantra of sort yeah. of like be experimental, be weird, be different. Like mm-hmm. the thing that people hate the most in video games is when they are stale and annualized and repetitive. And the people yeah. like the thing people want the most is fresh new ideas. And I don't think anybody music wise has ever done that the way Bowie has, where yeah. he constantly reinvented himself. It reminds me of like when we grew up playing NES games and Zelda one and Zelda two were completely different games. Yeah. Castlevania one and Castlevania two are completely mm. different games. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see that more in games, you know, yeah. I mean this, this show itself is a weird reboot of the old show. Like yeah, I, yeah. I like seeing uh, it's the, basically the, the vessel is, is more important than the, the things inside it. You know, yeah. you can, you can constantly keep changing and evolving. Yeah. But it. one more I wanted to add was uh, at the end of, 2014, uh, a game called Zeo Drifter came out that I did a I did this the ending credits for yeah. and collusion, <laughs> collusion. Uh, it's on PS4 and Vita. The ending credits uh, is actually a cover of David Bowie's "As the World Falls Down" from the Labyrinth soundtrack, mm-hmm. which was one of my favorite movies growing yeah. up. So go find that; it's free. Uh, yeah. Dig that up. David Bowie didn't sue you, so you know. No, yeah, he was Congrats, a man. Cool guy. He yeah. did it. Did it. Uh, now it's time for rapid fire. All right. Okay. Everybody's quickest favorite is time of the week. This is Rapid Fire, and I'm Brian Altano. Quickest and I favorite. I love video games. <laughs> and if you love video games, you should go to podcast. No, Facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. We have over 10,400, 500 members in there. 10,400, um, 500. Yeah, amazing. That's a great new number that you made up right there. <laughs> amazing moderators who just do the coolest job of making that place. Uh, very, very passionate, very fun, and clean. You know, it's never, it's never too dangerous. It's not, they never talk about VR porn in there. It's yeah. real good. No, that's real that's good. our job over yeah. here. So anyway, every week I ask you uh, to give me some quick questions, and we read them on the show for the whole cast to respond to. Jason Pilcher says, how excited are you for South Park, The Fractured Butthole? I asked this. That's the actual title. I know yes. you look at me like that. It's The Fractured Butthole. I ask this every She's time. Like the only one here who actually watches South Park. I ask this every time, open you'll mention the podcast. Jason, you're in luck. This is the time we're doing it. I'm, I cannot wait for this game. Yeah. I loved the first one. Yeah. The only mm-hmm. issue I had was like a minor mechanics issue where there was a weird lag on combat. And that a lot of the uh, items, you knew, you knew whatever was going to work the best because it would tell you really blatantly. Right, so there was right. no real RPG choice. But yeah. aside from that, I love yeah. it. And I'm I mean, so happy. Yeah, it had the one. problems that Obsidian games have, uh, which now that this is being developed internally at Ubisoft, uh, it's being developed actually at Ubisoft SF, which is a block away from us, which is cool. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm super stoked for it. Uh, I thought the first one was awesome. Yeah. It was great. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope this is, again, another 10, 12-hour RPG because I don't want to play games. Max, did you play South Park? No, I didn't actually. I think it was a really good length, back. actually. Yeah, it was a perfect length. And a good variety of boss fights and environments. Mm-hmm. Like, Canada yeah. was amazing. Canada was the best. I don't know how you top that. Mexico. It'd be tough. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly thought uh, Matt and Trey would never do a video game again after the nope. arduous yep. totally doing this one. that was the last one. But, yeah, they put so much of themselves into that game. Yeah. Um, the fact that, uh, like, I had friends uh, or, uh, you know, just people playing it at work. You would walk by and be like, is he just watching South Park yeah, totally. it's, at his desk? Yeah, it's so well done. Yeah. Um, Nathaniel McCain says, what games do you believe may be delayed to 2017? Now, we talked about that for sort of first-party stuff, but what, it, what about Horizon. anything? Yeah, we touched anything on Horizon. Third? I mean, the first delay of the year was it's an Xbox One game, but Scalebound already yeah. got delayed a week ago. By a whole year. And they said, hey, it's not coming out in 2016. I'm like, whoa, you got that one yeah. real early. Starting the year off on yeah. the right foot. Uh, I think ukulele is yeah. supposed to come out this year. I think that's probably going to be next year. I completely agree with you, and that breaks my heart, but yeah. we'll give them... Side note, did you guys read about the Kickstarter Midori, which was like no. basically a like 2D Link to the Past type game? Hmm. Um, the guy is refunding everyone who kickstarted it because he can't make it. it. It fell apart. That's really depressing. He's just like, everyone gets their money back. I'm not a thief. Wow, that's I good. know a lot of Kickstarters go south. Uh, I think that's... I mean, it's obviously not the best scenario, but it's a way better scenario than just like, yeah. hey, got your money. See you. I'm going to the Cayman well, Islands. I think what happens yeah. with some of them is they're like, I used all the money on resources and I couldn't make it yep. anyway. And like Kickstarter is just such a risky thing to yeah. do, but that's really nice. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any the, other? Yeah, I think Horizon. Things? I think uh, we're going to find out a lot more of them. Like mm-hmm. games will get announced in the coming months or even at E3 that are supposed to be fall games that won't be. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Fosberry. And uh, so he says, what games do you play to cheer yourselves up? Additionally, Jerry Young says, what are jolly games that when you play them, they just make <clears> you <throat> smile? And I like I like Jerry's <laughs> remix of uh, Matthew's question here because he, <laughs> he put in the word jolly. Yeah. So what's your sort of like cheer up? 
comfort food games, the ones that make you like you're in a it's a rainy day, a crappy time, and you're just like I'm gonna boot this up and play for a little while. Mine are some just some of my old favorite colorful games: uh, Banjo Kazooie, yeah. Katamari Damacy, Mario World. Do you think the aesthetic is a big part of that? Like yeah. having something yeah. kind of happy and I would, jolly. I would definitely say that with um, Banjo, but usually like if it's a rainy day, I I play a lot of Fallout just because I like to get lost in it. It's not yeah. that it makes me happy. Right. It's just like I will get lost in this mm-hmm. world. Because you know you're not like gonna really have a challenging boss fight or yeah. just same as like Wasteland is is another one. It looks sad and it's not happy. It's really devastating and hard, but it's just a nice thing to kind of get lost mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. world. But Banjo totally makes me happy. Yeah. The music. Um, I, it's kind of mm-hmm. a weird bittersweet thing where like I'll frequently go back to like nostalgic stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'll play Link to the Past or mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. and it's it's like that. It's it, it can be tough because it'll be like oh this, is, this makes reminds me of happier times and I'm like oh that's depressing you know yeah um, true I think I've played the first two hours of Link to the Past two hundred times and I've probably finished the game five you've watched yeah. your stupid uncle die all the time yeah all the time <laughs> I have yeah. actually Spoilers. been playing uh, Wind Waker a bit lately and that's a perfect one it's beautiful game and everything about it is happy and it's one of the only games where I will just happily leave the music on while I'm doing other things because yep. it's just so happy. because you want to watch those weird idol animations. Uh, a lot of weird idol animations. And final question of the week comes from Mike Candelora. He says, Powerball is up to about $1 billion. What would you do with all that money? For our foreign listeners, Powerball is a gigantic lottery scheme in which <laughs> millions of people give a dollar each to hopefully win a f- a anything and usually get nothing. But a uh, billion dollars is kind of an insurmountable amount of money. I saw in the podcast group there was a topic about the Powerball in general. And some people said, well, I'd pay off my house and I'd get like a cool new special edition PS4. And I'm just kind of like, dream bigger. <laughs> yeah, mine would all be real estate. Buy a bunch yeah. of houses around the world. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Travel and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Would I you guys like, still come to work? Yeah, I wouldn't quit my job. That's why I, I wouldn't travel. I'd buy, I'd buy real estate and Because I, 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 love, I love what I get to do. And I have a feeling that if I came into work, um, no one would take me seriously anymore. I couldn't put my foot down on anything. If or I you could never complain. You couldn't be like, man, oh, that yeah. meeting sucked. Yeah. We'd be like, oh, well, what if you just uh, buy another meeting? Oh, yeah. like, fund why are you here? I would fund movies and games. Yeah. I would yeah. give artists that I love money to make yep. awesome things. Like, yeah. Alana, you had, to take a, you had to take a van to mm. Las Vegas because your flight got canceled. If you were a billionaire in the back of that van Private complaining jet. about it, people would have yet. Yeah. First of all, private jet. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't even go in the van. No, to I would, there is no way you could make me go in that van if I could have. If you were a billionaire, yeah, no way. Fair enough. It sucked. Yeah, yeah. You could buy that van and beat it up with a bat, like Stephen King did to that van. Maybe that I would do that. The bat could be made of diamonds. Like too. if I were a billionaire next year, I would track down that specific van and beat it up. Really? Yeah. It's not the van's fault. You should track. The, you know what you should do? Get enough money to change weather. To, def- to defeat weather, because that's what... I don't know if a billion dollars is quite enough no, if you, to do that. If you throw a lo- uh, enough dollars into the sky, all the rain will clog them up, and then we don't have to worry about tornadoes. Yeah, you they get, made a movie about that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> all right. um, yeah, I'd, I'd buy a new house, and I'd uh, renovate it to look like a uh, house from Star Wars. Like, I would just make it set dress to look like a, a bunch of different Star Wars locations. I'd buy um, a new house and make it look like that guy's house from the pornography that had three TVs. I was going to say, the only so house... So you buy three TVs? <laughs> Woohoo, a billionaire with three whole televisions. Oh, boy. All right, so on that note, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, man, I hope there's some more cool stuff to talk about next week. I hope that they keep making having news about the game that we like to play on, on Computer Box called PlayStation. Are you all right? Are you all right? Real good time. That's a stroke. Two chicks, same time. <laughs> Hooker's two. Titular Hooker, Hooker one is back. And I, I didn't even say the sister, third title. Sister is years later. You can't Hooker's say the third two. title. I can't say the third title. It's yeah. really funny. Can I say it? Can sure. we censor it? I don't know Just if you're allowed to censor say the it. first word. All right. Omicron. <laughs> the Nomad Soul. Anal Opera. Oh, you can totally say Anal no, Opera. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. <coughs> okay. Well, ending on a high note. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just like Thank you for opera. listening <laughs> to Podcast Beyond. You can find us all on the Twitter. Note. I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggity yep. with two Gs and two Ts. Alana, you're Charlonazard? That's always so hard to say. That's cool. put in C-H-A-R. So it's the most famous Digimon, but with your name in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's which is cactus with a sombrero hat. <laughs> that's, that's Digimon and a monster. Is that a real picture. Digimon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then name. Brian is Agent Bizzle. Uh, yeah, if you if you like what we do, hop over to the the Facebook group. That is facebookcom slash slash podcast beyond mm-hmm. and uh, you know make some friends in there. They're all a good a good group of folks. Yeah, if, and, you want, uh, if you want more dumb stuff, watch Max and I on Up at Noon every Thursday at noon live on IGN or wherever you know. Yeah, your videos yeah. are found. And we're all very goofy people who had way too much caffeine today. We'll be back next week with better words to rub together in the form of sentences. Beyond. 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 Beyond.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.